never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do Hey guys and welcome back to Maddie Costanzo's podcast. So today is question and answer time from you guys. I have a list here of all the questions you guys have asked me and so we're going to try and get through them as best we can. So the first one is favorite brand. Super easy, Nike, boom, right there. So I have, fun fact, three tattoos that have the Nike. Oh, well, two tattoos, but there's three Nike ticks. So I have two on my wrist and one on my foot. So fun fact, I have Nike tattoos. And the second question is, what do your tattoos mean? So I have heaps. I'll be here all day if I have to explain them all. Um, All of them have a meaning behind them. They're all special to me in some way or another. Pretty much my favorite one is my sleeve because it's my whole family. It's all the people that mean the most to me. It's on the left-hand side because it's closest to my heart. And they, that's my main one, like, like that's the big one. And then I've got heaps of other little ones for like uh, football. I've got my favorite quotes. Um, I've got people on my leg. They actually, fun fact, the girls in the gym gave me a tattoo voucher one year. And as a joke, they said, can you get our names tattooed on you? And so I got their first initial from each of their names. And it says, Rise strong, have faith, never quit, never afraid. And that's for Renee, Hope, Nat, and Nikki. So that's a pretty special one to me too. But I've got heaps of them. But my main one is all this. It's my grandma, my sister, my mom, my uncle, my pop, everyone's on there. And soon to be, hopefully, my new niece or nephew. There's a little gap behind there. So they're going to get that spot. Okay, so that's pretty much like heaps quickly my tatties. Otherwise, again, we'll be here all day. Um... What were the main differences between this ACL injury and the first? That's a good question. This, the main difference is this one, there was heaps more damage. So both times I had to get my ACL replaced and meniscus stitched up. But the first one I had a donor ligament. So I actually had an Achilles tendon from someone else put in my knee. A graft's normally about six mils. This one was nine mils. So it's a little bit thicker, which means it's stronger. And I haven't had any issues touch wood. That so that one's still good and then a little bit of meniscus. But I was walking like from straight from the hospital bed to recovery chair. I was trying to walk the next day uh, and everything like that. So that one was pretty straightforward as it gets. This one this time the right was definitely not straightforward. I had ACL replaced, but I took my own hamstring graft for that one. The it still was a bit different to the normal one. So normally they take two graphs and they wrap it around twice. Um, we decided to take one graph, so it was like less likely to injure my hemi on the comeback. Um, but it's wrapped around four times, so that one will be interesting to see how that works. I got four stitch ups in the meniscus, both medial and one lateral. Very hard to do your lateral side, so of course I had to be the one that did that. And then I had strains on the MCL, LCL, so I had to wait for them to repair. And then what they also did is they took my ITB, which is like, um, it goes up the side of your leg and it kind of finishes down near the top of your knee. And what they've done is they've actually cut me open and they've stretched it and put it around the front of my tibia, which is below your kneecap, and they've screwed it in there to prevent like the pivoting motion. So 
that one's a new one, so I don't know how that one's going to go. So that's the first main difference. And that's what put me in a knee brace for six weeks as well as the meniscus damage. They put me in that. So my recovery was delayed by six weeks, so almost two months. Like it's two months now and I'm only just starting physio, proper physio and like exercises and stuff. So it definitely pushes you back a little bit. So that's the main one. This time also, when they went in, they knew I had serious damage, but I actually had more than what they thought. So I was under longer. So the anesthetic actually really got to me this time. I was very, very sick. And that wasn't a fun time. But so they're the two main differences. Like just the surgeries were pretty much almost completely different, even though we're still just like fixing the ACL. Um, And yeah, so that was the main differences. Mindset wise though is heaps better this time because I knew what I was in for. I've obviously grown over the last three years between the first and the second. So my mindset was better in coming back. Like I was more positive. Um, I knew all the steps that I had to take. I knew the recovery process and I knew people were watching this time. So I couldn't give up, which was a pretty cool thing is like you guys kind of helped me not give up because I was like people are expecting me to come back. People want to see me win and and get back to the field and and I had so much support so that was probably a big one compared to the first and the second one is just actually the support and the differences in I knew I had people watching me to hopefully watch me succeed and so that it was again I was like I can't sit on my butt and do nothing like I've got people that are expecting me to do well and support me in my recovery so the best thing I had to do was give 100% to my recovery. Okay, the next one, tell us how your passion started for helping people. This is a cool one. Uh, so how did it start? It's I've always liked helping people. I always, well, like, yeah, I like to think I did. Um, I enjoy just seeing people smile. I enjoy knowing that I've helped someone else. Like that to me is worth so much more than any paycheck. If I see someone smile, if I can make someone's day, if I know I've just made some little moment in someone's life a little bit easier, better, or taken away some stress. To me, that's a massive win. And I think because I've seen such a strong person, uh, my mum, go through so much for when I was young and just dealing with a lot of things, and she just never gave up, and she was always helping other people and always going out of her way to help others. It kind of She was just a perfect role model that I just said I wanted to just be like my mum. And so probably that's where it really started is she always just helped people. She always went out of her way, like I said, for others. And so that obviously rubbed off on me and my sister. My sister's the same. She helps a lot of people. She always goes out of her way. For others, she works in an aged care facility and she goes in on her days off to talk to the elderly and because they don't always have their family there. So I think it's just from our mum. Like my passion is obviously fitness. So I've used it in the fitness industry and with football and with the kids coaching and everything like that. So I've taken my own little, um, I guess, passion for what I love and then I've used it the best possible way I can to help other people and just what I'm good at and what I know and understand. And my sister and my mum have done the same. But yeah, it's the passion probably started because of my mum and she just raised me right, really. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for that one. Um, next one, best way to keep focused on your goals and how to eat healthier. Okay, best way to keep focused on your goals. Let's do the first one. So, I've done this in a previous podcast on like what's your why and heaps of other things about if you have an emotional attachment to this why, it's not going to want 
to let you give up. So it's trying to find why you want to do what you want to do or why are they even your goals. Like if you are not focused and motivated to achieve your goals, are they really your goals? That's the first big thing is like, are you just writing down, I just want to get healthier, I just want to get fitter because that's a cliche and that's what everyone does? Or do you actually want to say, I want to drop five kilos so I can fit into this dress or I want to work harder so that I can give my partner and I a better future. Like start bringing in more reasons why and being more um, emotionally attached to the why and then you're not going to want to give up from that because that's what's going to get you out in the bed in the morning because you don't want to let yourself down. You don't want to let other people down. You really want that goal because you have it, – it's strict. It's in your mind. It's like I want to fit into that dress or I want to play football again or – um, I want to take my family on a holiday. Like it's see how the it just becomes more narrow and becomes more strict, and it's exactly what you want to do. It's not just what everyone else wants to do. So the first thing to keep focus is actually finding like your goal and not just someone else's goal that because they've written it down, you're going to write it down. Like people give me a goal all the time. I go, mm, is that real? And then we start talking more and more, and then we find their goal, and they're like, I didn't even know that was my goal. And I'm like, well, are you? One, embarrassed by it because you think it's a bit silly or two, has someone ever told you, like have you ever told someone that goal and they've said that's stupid and most of the time they said yes. So people are so worried about what other people are going to think and then they push away their things. Like I don't care what people think of my goals are, like they're my goals and that's this is my life and that's how I want to live it and they're the goals that I want to focus on. So no matter how crazy, weird, stupid, unique your goals are, they're your goals so go after them because that's what's going to keep you focused and that's what's going to keep you motivated now how to eat healthier oh I love chocolate so this oh you can't eat healthier all the time like unless you absolutely love if you're psycho and no I'm kidding and love fruit and veg well actually I like fruit but vegetables and broccoli all that sort of stuff I am a personal trainer and I do not like vegetables like that is just something that I just don't like it. Like I'll eat them because I know how good they are for me and I know the benefits of them and that's why I eat them. But I am not going to say no to chocolate because that's yum. Don't like ice cream so that doesn't affect me at all. I know a lot of people have cravings for ice cream. So uh, a tip with ice cream is if you are an ice cream freak and love it and you want something a little bit healthier, you get chocolate protein powder, you get milk and then you freeze it in, like mix it all together and then freeze it in the fridge in like the little ice block cube things that you can get from I don't know like Kmart or something they're a good little snack because really you're just eating um protein powder and ice cream and it's like a chocolate paddle pop so that's cool a little tip for you guys is that's eating healthier is it's better than actually having a paddle pop but eating healthier there's so many different ways to go about it it's just you've just got to make the choice it's it's again it's like discipline you have to make the choice whether you want the fatty crappy food or the nice good food think about this that food's going to make you feel like shit after you eat it this feels food's going to make you feel good after you eat it so it's like do you want to feel shit or do you want to feel good like i know this one probably tastes better but if you find the right things good good healthy food tastes good as well so you just have to go to the right cafes you have to shop at the right stores you have to make the right recipes that you like like i am so basic when i eat healthy because i just like simple things like i like rice i like chicken 
um, stir fry veggies. I don't mind them. And I actually put like just a little bit of taco burrito seasoning. That makes it taste a little bit nicer. And that's fine. Like people will say there's so many different things in that seasoning that's bad for you. And I go, yeah, but it outweighs McDonald's, doesn't it? Like it outweighs KFC, it outweighs Domino's. So if you want to eat healthier, it's all about finding like the balance and finding the different options that work for you. So hopefully that one helped. Okay, moving on. Why did you become a PT? Because it's like the only thing I was smart at. Um, at school, I struggled with everything, maths, English, science, none of that sort of stuff really stuck to me. Like I could do it, but I wasn't the best at it and I knew I wasn't good at it. But when you put me in that PE classroom, I knew everything. I could remember the muscles, I could remember the bones, I could remember the joints, how they worked, the, the names for different like abduction, adduction, like all those sort of things. Like I remembered flexion, extension, like all these like scientific terms and different movements, I just remembered it just clicked in my head. And so that's what being a PT was, is all this sort of stuff and how the body works. So I just knew that why not do something that you're good at? Why not do something that you love? Why not do something that you enjoy? So that's why I became a personal trainer because again, it links back to being passionate and helping people. It just went hand in hand. Like I get to help people change their lives on a daily to become more motivated, fitter, healthier, achieve whatever goals that they want to achieve. And I get to do it in the best way possible, doing something that I love every day. So I became a PT is just because I found what I was good at and so I ran with it. Like, And that's what I always say to people. You just have to find what you're good at and run with it. Like, It doesn't matter what – it's not. it doesn't have to be the best job in the world. It doesn't have to be a suit and tie, CEO. It doesn't have to be anything like that. It's just what makes you happy and that's how you're going to live a more fulfilling and happy life Is because you just go after what you want and you just do what you're good at. How do you deal with negative comments? Oh, this is a good one. Throw them out the window because they're irrelevant. That's like the easiest way I can t explain that, like super simple. I get negative comments all the time, but if I let them affect me, I'm going to be the most upset, depressed person laying in my bed and never doing anything with my life. So if you let negative comments get to you, okay, you're not going to be very happy. But those comments aren't a reflection of you, it's a reflection of them. And if you worry about them, they've won, okay? I always refer to terms in winning and losing, and I probably or shouldn't, but it's just who I am. If we let negative comments get to us all the time, we're going to be sad, we're going to be upset and this this person has nothing better to do than give you a negative comment or tell you something that's negative like that is such a reflection of that person and I've learned that over the past is you can't control what other people do you can't control what other people say but you can control how you react to it and you can control if it lets you bother you or not so I get negative comments all the time going like you think you're a hero because you're doing this. You think um, you're better than everyone else because you own a business and you're helping people. Like, um, You think you're better than everyone else because you do this. You are arrogant. You are cocky. I've been like in other negative comments that I have nothing to do with that, like how I look. It's like, why do you have tattoos? They're disgusting. You look like a boy. Um, I've been caught a boy a billion and one times. If I let that affect me and get upset, people have been with me and they go, you just got caught a dude. Like, I don't care. Okay, that's like... And I can't change it. I can't change what they just said. So why am I letting it bother me? And if like fun fact, I look like a pretty hot dude, I reckon. See, so whatever. See, arrogant. That's why people. But I don't care. I don't care what other people have to say because it's me and it's what I want to do. So if you get a negative comment, really think about if it's you. And if you are true to yourself and you are very self-aware and who you are, that comment one is probably false. 
Two, it's just super irrelevant. And three, it's a reflection of them. That's it. Negative comments, those three things. So that's how I deal with them. Out the window. How long have you trained for? Well, in football, I started playing since I was five. So about 18 years now, I've been training for, like, if it's like football. But in training in the gym too, I think about four years now, like proper four years like we used to go to the gym at training when it was like raining or if we were in state camps or national camps we'd go to the gym and do like strength stuff but mainly like properly in the gym is probably about four years are you going to go back to play football yes I've said no a million times and if my mum watches this and grandparents and any other family members they'd probably go gonna get cranky because they don't want me to go back because they've obviously seen me injured and sad and upset and they just want to look out for me and care for me I'm going to do physio and rehab like I'm going to go back and play and then if I go back to play bonus I will I will put the boots on there's no doubt about that like I'm going to play again but at what level I don't really know I have had a few thoughts about dropping down to club but I don't think I'm ready for that like I don't not that it's a bad thing but me personally I don't think I'm ready to drop down to club level yet My other option is to sign back to a Sydney Olympic where I've been playing um, for the last six years, but not for the first time ever, not sign as a first grader and let them give that spot to someone else and a paycheck to someone else and just sign me as a reserve grade player because then I don't have the pressure to feel like I have to come back and they don't have that person that's not um, reliable, I guess. Like I don't want to put that on the club. And, and not end up coming back. So if I if I do go back to MPL one, it would be for Sydney Olympic, and it would probably I'd probably ask for them to sign me as, as a reserve grade player. All right, next one. Why is your why your mum and sister? That's super simple. It's my mum and my sister. Like to go into depth is like they've been there since day one. They've been there through the pouring rain. When I'm playing football, they are there when I win awards. They're there when I fail. They're there when I cry and have injuries. They're there when I've just achieved absolutely anything in my life. They're always there when I've had the setbacks. They're there when I've had the comebacks. They've been my number one support. And so that's super simple. Those two women have been through more than so many others. I've watched them go through so much pain and suffering, and they always just come out on top. They always keep going. They never give up. And... I feel like me personally, I've been given a lot. Like obviously I worked hard with football and everything, but I was always in football camps. Like everything I wanted, I always got in the senses. Yes, I worked hard for them, but mum never let me miss out on a football tournament or a game or new boots or anything like that. And my sister was always there for me and she never, ever, ever once complained about it. Like she is, they're both amazing people. And the amount of crap that they've been dealt with over this past few years is I just want to work hard for them. I want to give them just something good, something exciting. Like I want to work hard so that one day I can go, this is your brand new car or we're going on a holiday. We've never, us three have never, ever been on a holiday together. Like that is my number one is to just take them just somewhere, just let them relax, let them enjoy life, let them know that like all that crappy shit that they've been through is out the window it's gone and I just want to give them absolutely everything that can make them happy I want to be there to support them I want everything if they're in a little bit of trouble or something like that like that they were always there for me so now I want to be there for them so I want to give them everything that I possibly can in my power if I work hard enough they can have it all they can have whatever they want and that's why I'm working like that's my why is it's just them too they've been there for me so now my job is to be there for them.
and no one told me I had to do that. That's just in my head and that's what I've given myself. And so they're my drive. They're my reason why. What's your favorite type of training? I like all different sorts of training. You shouldn't just stick to one thing as you get bored and you get um, in like the same routine. Your body gets bored, you get bored. And that's why a lot of people actually fall off in the gym They is because they just keep doing the same thing. So I like to change things up. My favorite type of training would be anything to do with weights. But I love all different, like I can go do the strength training, do like the six sets, six reps, heavy lifting, long rest periods. But then I also like the high intensity, like hit crossfit type stuff. Like I love lifting weights and then having to jump on like a ski erg or going for a run. Like it's, it's, that's why I keep staying motivated in the gym is because I don't have a favorite type of training in like, I'll just do that all the time, but I'll try new things. Like I'll try a bit of everything did spin class not a fan of it but like I will do it like I've just tried all different types of training and that's just what I've found anything with weights just because it's more fun but I'll do spin class if I have to because it's good cardio or I go for a run outside um with the run group for like six k's I will complain the whole way but I will do it so yeah if you have a favorite type of training, do it, but try and incorporate it into heaps of other things because that's when people get bored and unmotivated is because they just do the one thing. Now, the last one before we wrap up, do you count calories? Um, I'd like to say yes because I have in a certain sense, but not for very long because I kind of know what sort of, calories are in each food and that's counting calories that's what helps you but I've only lasted like a couple of weeks because then I just know and I just keep eating and I eat the same thing like I don't get bored of meals or food like I have two poached eggs with a side of avocado and a double shot cap pretty much every morning for breakfast and and that's just how it is so yes I have a little bit counting calories like I know how to count them I know how to calculate them so if you want help with that just ask me but in regards to Always counting calories, nah, could not do that. I just know, but if, if you don't know what are in like different foods or uh, what you're actually eating, definitely count calories for a couple of weeks and then like then you know. And if you if you eat the same stuff, then that's easy because you know exactly what's in it because you remember. Use my fitness power. I use that on my phone and that just helps you track. Be be careful with what my fitness power calculates though. Like if you're a bit unsure and you're still hungry, shoot me a message and I'll do your calories for you. Like I'll calculate them for you and we'll just see if they match up because they sometimes can be a little bit out and I don't want to see you starve because food is amazing. So that's it guys. That is question and answer podcast. I hope I've answered all your comments. The thing went away on my Instagram, so I hope I got everyone's questions. If I didn't get your question, please send it in to me and I will do it in another podcast or I might even make a whole podcast just about it depending on what the question is. So I probably could have made a whole podcast on a couple of these things, but just wrapped it up heaps quick. And thank you for sending me your questions. Um, hope you have a good day, good night, wherever you are. See you, bye. Never let them stop you grinding when it's time Don't ever let them stop you shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do